You're listening to episode four of Undervalued. On this episode, we'll be discussing negotiating pay. So we'll start out sharing our own personal experiences with pay gaps, as well as our tips for how to negotiate pay if you're in the middle of this or if you're just asking for a raise. Thanks for listening. All right, here we are recording our first episode in the studio. Yay! <laughs> and we love it. We love it. It's so We're cute. calling it the meat locker because <laughs> it's, it's a tad bit chilly. Yeah, we need a space heater. Yes. Once that, we get that, it's just going to be How sad perfect. does that sound? We need a space heater. <laughs> it's okay. One day we'll be in a um, like a penthouse office. Is that a thing? A penthouse office? It is. Okay. That's where we'll be. But for now, the meat locker will do, and I just love it. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> You're welcome. And this is our first episode we haven't recorded in so long because we've been celebrating the holidays. Yes. And your holiday was amazing. Yes, it was, especially good. And what happened? And it wasn't Santa that brought me something special. No, it wasn't. It was my new fiance. Woo! Wendy's engaged. Wendy's engaged. That's why we have our glasses of wine. We're celebrating. We're celebrating. Cheers. Yes. I'm so happy for you. And thank you. We just love Chris. And we are lucky to find the right people in our life at the right time, isn't it? Yep. And so, I mean, you've been dating almost as long as I have. <laughs> That's true, actually. Right? And we each Seven been, years. Yeah. Chris and I were eight. Yep. But so. I'm not getting engaged anytime soon. Oh. I'm, I'm a young, vibrant woman living it up in the city. I can't be held down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe one day, but not right now. I like your attitude. Thank you. And so, just take it slow. Yes. Can you see that's my mantra? We don't rush into things. No, we don't. <laughs> Except for the podcast. We rush into that. We did. We, we come in hot on the yes, podcast. Yes, yes. Okay, so the topic for this episode is negotiating pay. Yep, we're right on it. We're right on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want this to be our first topic because I recently had an experience with this and having you as a mentor helped me get through it and it opened my eyes that a lot of women are experiencing the pay gap. I love it. And and it's one of those things that if I hadn't known you, maybe you wouldn't even have known, right? Right. Yeah, that's totally true. So after I'd had some negative experiences at my job, I kind of became curious about if I was being paid fairly, kind of a... Like if they already treat me this way, maybe they're not paying me fairly too. Yeah, exactly. Got it. And I ended up finding out when the interns were being offered full-time analyst positions that I was being paid... 10,000 less than most of my male counterparts. Wow. And 10,000 for a starting position right out of college? Mm -hmm. I mean, didn't we figure it out? It was about 20% yeah. less. Yeah. This is not a couple thousand dollars. No, no. And I thought that I was going to find out I was being paid less by a couple grand, yeah. or maybe yeah. I had less stock units. I did not think it was going to be $10,000. Wow. So it was devastating. <laughs> Yeah, I, I took the weekend to recuperate. Yes, you did. <laughs> but you and I came up with an awesome game plan to go in there, negotiate my salary, make sure I was being paid equitably, and we did it. I love it. So, but I keep wondering, why didn't you negotiate at the beginning? 
because I kind of had the attitude of, I just want to get my foot in the door here. This is my very first job. I don't have that much experience. Kind of coming up with all these reasons why. It's just I, lucky to be there. I mean, from a societal perspective, it's so much easier to be confident as a man than a woman. Yeah. And confident men yeah. are more celebrated than confident women. Well, and you and I had been talking. And the reason we even got together is mm-hmm. you didn't know quite what you wanted to do. Right. Landing in this job, this first job. You were so tickled to be getting into it that it's understandable you would just say, if it sounds good and it seems roughly right. Right. Or I can't even believe they would hire me. And so why am I even looking at my starting yeah, pay? Not the right Got attitude. It. Got so. Nope. Nope. And we're, lear- we're going to learn through this at the end of it, right, on how to, how to go about that differently. All right. And confident women, I love them. Exactly. In fact, we want every single one of our listeners to be badass around this topic. Yep. That's why we called it negotiating your assets off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we get into our little how to negotiate your salary guide that we put together, um, have some stats you want to hit me with? Of course, I'm always full of stats. (laughs) According. Lay them on me. To the American Association of University of Women, in 2018, women were making 80 cents for every dollar earned by men. Most of us know this number, right? right? The problem is it really worsens for women of color, and that's not thrown around as much. So Latina women are actually um, making 53 cents on average for every dollar paid to a white man. Um, Black Women earn 61 cents on average for every dollar paid to a white man. And mothers even have a discrepancy at 71 cents on average. Compared to? To working fathers. So it's, if you were to collectively, these seem like cents, right? Right. Collectively, this accounts for $513 billion in lost wages. Ay, ay, ay. Not to mention, if you think about like you, mm-hmm. two people that start out with you're making ten thousand dollars less. Right. Over a career, this could be mo- millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. It has that you compounding effect. Right. That your retirement is impacted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 horrendous. Right. So, working women who are twenty, which the younger side of the equation, mm-hmm. actually earn ninety cents to every dollar men make. But by the time they're fifty-four, which is kind of where I'm at, <laughs> um. Women are earning 22 cents less on average than men. So that, that's it, just evidence for that compounding effect. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also evidence that if you look at the stat for the 20 year old, that I guess I'm trying to say that part of it is women not negotiating their pay, but part of it is also unconscious bias. If right off the bat, it's 90 cents to a dollar. Exactly. Like so both, we need to fix both those. Right. Things. So if we look at how does this kind of get started and, and, how many women really do negotiate? Mm-hmm. According to a study done by Robert ha- Robert Half, only 34% of women negotiated their last job offer compared to 46% of men. Wow. And and I do remember the stats also included that young people were also off there too. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's such a big discrepancy for women of different ages, but... In this case, we really need some major changes around this. Right. Both from a 
policy perspective Mm -hmm. and how businesses act, but we're really going to dive into what can we do as individual women. Right. We got the power. Exactly. These are our five tips for negotiating success. (laughs) Do-ba-do-ba-do. Tip number one. Go ahead, Wendy. So first and most importantly, don't negotiate with yourself. And this is kind of a weird thing to hear, right? Mm -hmm. But we come up with these reasons why we think, oh, they'll never go for that. It's these little things we say either internally in our head, they'll never give me that much. Mm -hmm. They'll never see me for that role, right? Mm -hmm. Or, and that's the kind of thing where you want, you want to first understand that that internal thing is going on. Mm -hmm. And then you want to stop yourself and reframe so that it's a more positive, right? right? And right. the best way to do that, hopefully, is to understand your worth. Yep. So do you? did you feel like that? No. I totally was in the, like, coming up with reasons why I don't deserve a certain number instead of coming up with reasons why I do. Wow. And then I was also in the bubble we talked about earlier where I was really afraid that I was going to come off as kind of an asshole mm. or like a bitch. Yeah. Or, or overly pushy, confident, confident. Pushy, yeah. yeah. Too confident. And yeah. I was like, and I totally was like, Full I'm, of yourself. I'm so lucky I even got this job. Like, I can't even believe they want to hire me. Wow. No. Right. Snap out of it, Ronnie. So you, I really wish that, um, you were really disappointed when I didn't negotiate. Yeah. Do you remember that? I remember. Because the... <laughs> Because they called me. I and tried offered, to hide it. I know. So that you didn't feel bad. But yeah. also, well, also we had only been, ta- you had only been mentoring me for like a month at yes, that point. So exactly. If that had happened at this point in our relationship, you would have been a little more firm. <laughs> I think. <laughs> not you, dumb dumb. Not yeah, that. No. But no. more, Ronnie. We're gonna change this, right? We're, yep. We're gonna change this. Yeah. So just to sum up, tip number one. Stop focusing on all the reasons that you don't deserve this raise or this increased starting salary and focus on the reasons you do. Right. As hard as it is. Right. And that leads us into the second tip. Negotiating is expected. And you deserve to be paid fairly. Right. So we have to realize that many companies set aside money with the expectation that employees will ask for better compensation packages. Exactly. So that's... Stop thinking that they're going to be so shocked and appalled when you ask for more and start putting your head in the space that they're waiting for you to ask for more. Yes. And one of the uh, ways I responded once when I asked for more and they said, well, why are you negotiating upward? And I said, well, don't you want me to show those kinds of skills as a salesperson in the company? (laughs) And if I'm not able to negotiate for myself for my own pay how could I ever be able to successfully get a customer to pay what we're valued fairly for yeah our services and our products right and it it was like I saw his little eyes get big right like (laughs) oh damn that's a good point right (laughs) you were like nailed it yeah exactly and this is a good one that you talked about that you learned how did you talk about yourself Well, you gave me the really great tip of if you're having a hard time talking about yourself or you are really paranoid that you're going to come across as cocky, pushy, whatever, that a really good way to talk about your accomplishments is to talk about, 
your team's accomplishments and then focus in on what you specifically brought to the team or how you led the team or what your contribution was. So I think that's an awesome tip for someone who, even if you're planning on saying all these great things about yourself and then you get into the meeting and you kind of clam up, yeah, just start by talking about your team because it's so much easier to talk about other people. And then highlight what you did. I think that's a really great tip. Exactly. And part of that is also understanding that being paid fairly is not only for you. It's for your family, mm-hmm. right? And kind of thinking about what are the other people that depend on you or that can be linked to you mm-hmm. and also your team. If you're not negotiating and don't think well of yourself, but they think you're a good leader, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping we're all working towards. Mm-hmm. If they were to see you not getting paid fairly, then why would they ever negotiate to be paid fairly too? Right. So you're setting that example of, if I expect my people to do this and others to do it, then I have to lead the way with that same attitude and, and example. Boom. Love it. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> so first tip, don't negotiate with yourself. Second tip, do it. (laughs) Know that you're expected to negotiate, right? And Mm -hmm. knowing your value and how to talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. Third tip. You want to share that one with us, Ronnie? Sure. Go into the negotiation with a clear set of asks and stick to them. Yes. Have them written down on a piece of paper. And if you're like me and you have it written down on a piece of paper and then you go into the meeting and go, oh my God, this is ridiculous. What was I thinking? <laughs> Just read what you put on the paper. Go back to tip two. Go. Know your value. See, yeah, see tip two. <laughs> Step back one more. <laughs> but I think if you work with your mentor or friends or family, whoever it is to come up with exactly what your asks are going to be yes. and they're written down and yes. you're not going to waver it really makes it easier to go into that meeting with confidence. Exactly. And you've done your homework at this point. Right. You've went and looked at what is the salary range. In the industry, right. In the industry, what are the benefits that you get from this job, right? Mm -hmm. Does this job have a corporate car? Because then you should stand up for that, right? Right. So we came up with a few different items that you can ask for because, and of course it varies job to job, company to company. Yes. But it's important to go in with multiple asks. Yes. So that they say no to some and they say yes to others. Yes, exactly. And a lot of times it goes back to that having options. Right. So uh, when my son, who's 26 now, (laughs) was going to school um, in first, second grade, I learned quickly that we got less pushback from him (laughs) if I gave him two options of what to wear to school that next Ah. day so do you want to wear the red shirt or do you want to wear the green plaid shirt right Mm -hmm. and it wasn't uh i'm not going to wear either and i'm going to wear my pajamas it was which of these and when you could give him that kind of those options Mm -hmm. it was amazing um my daughter did this with girl scout cookies (laughs) when she was selling she's 20 (laughs) and she would come in and say we have this fabulous new cookie this year. <laughs> this I can just picture it. Right? We have this fabulous new cookie this yes. year. And it's gluten-free or whatever, <laughs> right? Um, the latest and greatest. So can I put you down for one box or two boxes? And half of the time, she got most most people went with two. Right. Instead of just saying, Everybody I... would, with the token, I'll buy a box from you. Right. You're right. pretty cute. And 
It's like kicking a puppy when you don't buy Girl Scout cookies. Let's be honest. But. I love it. Yeah. So things that we came up with to ask for and include in your set of asks is PTO, company car, title change, more responsibilities, Customer facing, maybe yeah. role because that it may be something you need to be thought as promotable. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, flexible hours. Maybe your company has stock options. Maybe you say that you would like to attend at least two conferences or training, additional training, additional training. Maybe even a mini MBA. Right. You could even negotiate that in. Right. Yeah. A reimbursement for school. Yeah. Um, and then some companies have like Target bonuses cash bonuses that you can negotiate now when you do negotiate or put out their equity mm-hmm. in the company mm-hmm. you know a percentage or, or or options or our issues whatever that ends up being yeah understand that sometimes getting equity you have to treat it like a balancing act oh if you right, get right. more equity a lot of times your salary part of your compensation package will come down right right so don't go in there guns a-blazing asking for the world, right? Um, be willing to understand which of those these things are most important to you. Right. So one person may not want more vacation time because mm-hmm. they're introverted and they're just going to sit at home and don't know what to do when they're not working. <laughs> Other people, um, like I can think of Madison, my daughter, she would love more vacation time. Right. That would be worth a lot more than salary right, to her. Right. So would you say you go in with three or four asks in your negotiation? That gives them like two to say yes to, two to say no to? Exactly. And then you also have, um, you're willing to give something up. What am I? No, I want more. For me, I wanted more upfront salary as I got more wise and Uh had more years of service. Right. Because earlier in my career, I had gotten equity in companies and the success rate of companies is pretty low, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I saw kind of the bird in the hand was more important. Right, right. And was more valuable to me. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the big things. Okay. But um, the most successful I was in the last startup job I had was I actually negotiated as a salesperson a, a draw. Um as I was building up the client list, mm-hmm. I got them to actually give me my performance sales revenue mm-hmm. numbers um, to give me a guaranteed performance portion mm-hmm. for the first year. Oh. While I built up the uh, sales and the customer base and started to close deals. Got it. Because the biggest part is I found out that in healthcare especially, the sales cycle was between 12 to 18 months. Oh. So it was going to take that long if I started anybody from scratch to get paid, to close a deal and get um, sales revenue as oh. part of that compensation package. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So, so there's so many, cre- the point oh. is there's so many creative things that so you can negotiate with. Exactly. That you should... Add on to your list. Exactly. Maybe not come in with seven things. Yeah. But maybe like mine was salary, an increased target bonus, and X amount RSUs. And understand which ones are most important to you. Right. Right? So that you could, if somebody says, I'm sorry, I have a set pool 
of my base salary. Mm-hmm. Then say, okay, well, vacation time is more important to me. Right. So if I can't get the extra 4000 would you be willing to give me an extra week and a half of vacation? That would be 10 days. Yeah. Because I know each day is worth this much money. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. I love it. So get creative. It's yeah. so much more than salary. Exactly. And I think that you're just so much more likely to walk away with more the higher the number of things that you ask Exactly. For. Exactly. And can I add one more thing we really didn't emphasize but mm-hmm. I think is important? Yeah. Is this idea of also looking at getting back pay? Oh. We, remember, we haven't talked about that. And that's one of the things that was so effective. That's true. Um, so I think when you come up with your options, right? Right. It's important to think about how could you ask, since I've been working here for two years mm-hmm. and I've been paid $10,000 less mm-hmm. than the median range, I would like to ask for this much in back pay. Right. And be very specific. And it doesn't sound odd at all, right? I know you'll you'll want to um, make sure that I feel fairly valued and paid. And so as part of that, what would really make me feel like this was something that was an oversight is if, if you gave me back pay. Right. And that sounds so much better. Yeah, that's really important. That's That kind of goes into the survival guide if you found out that you have been discriminated against like was your situation exactly so right it's a little different when you're just negotiating your salary exactly just straight off the bat but important to know all right um so we went through don't negotiate with yourself is tip one tip two know that you're expected to negotiate knowing your value around that Mm -hmm. number three go with a clear set of ask and having done your research right right and then four it's really important is to actually practice. Mm-hmm. I love this tip because I had never even thought about this until I was talking to you. But mock negotiation, just yeah. like a mock interview. Exactly. I had never heard of that. And it's like really brilliant because think about how much mock interviews help you. Help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And the first time you say anything is going to sound stilted and almost fake. And we know that as podcasters <laughs> because we'll listen to the first recording and go, ooh, a little second flow, right? <laughs> yeah. And so the more you say it and the more you get used to it, right? right? And to have somebody that actually responds and asks you questions and gets you to think through different mm-hmm. ways this could go. Right. What's the worst way it could go? And, and that's the other thing I would say here is think about what's the worst could happen with this. You don't get what you're asking for right which is what happens if you don't do it at all right it's no worse than not doing anything exactly are you going to melt into a puddle of embarrassment and despair hell no and if you do it won't last too long (laughs) exactly you get over it yeah right exactly so i think oh sorry go ahead i'm sorry and it's that idea of not living with regret for not asking at all oh yes right what is the consequences the worst consequences that could happen Mm -hmm. is the person could say, to you, I, I went through this in my own head. The person could say, well, it's pretty greedy of you to think that you deserve a raise. Which, that was like the worst I could think And of. that would never even happen. It wouldn't happen, right? Right. But if they did, I'd, I would come back with some some way of, 
I know my own value Mm -hmm. and I hope that you understand my value. And so there's a way to talk through even that. Right. Exactly. And who are some people that you can mock negotiate with? Right. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is your mentor. Totally. Because they probably have done it before. Yes. Because a mentor is someone who has experienced things you have yet to experience. And hopefully they understand your boss. So they know he's a ball buster or she's um, cut and dry and everything needs to be handled and needs to be succinct Mm -hmm. for you to be successful or whatever it is. So that you understand how can you talk about what is in it for them, Mm -hmm. for that boss, for why you should get this raise. Right. And then other people I think to talk to um, are if you're still in school and you're talking about negotiating your first job is your career services. Right. Like your advisor. Yeah. Or a trusted uh, professor or teacher. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I'll be honest. uh, I think your parents are not a bad idea. No. Yeah. If you have a great relationship with them. Yeah. Right. Why not? They've done it. Exactly. Or as look around and see who do you respect. That's who you want to negotiate with. Yeah, maybe a nice aunt or an uncle. <laughs> yes, that you think has been successful Yeah, and is leading their own business and you think just shows up very powerfully, yeah. right? Those are the types of people. The last tip, maybe the most important, at least to me, is give yourself credit for being brave enough to negotiate your salary in the first place. I think it's really easy when you walk out of a insanely stressful meeting like that to go, I wish I had said that. I wish I had said that. I forgot to say this. Whatever it is, just give yourself credit for being brave enough to do it because it's such a hard thing to do and know that the next time you do it, it's going to go even better. Exactly. It's going to get easier and easier, Mm -hmm. right? And you are building your badass muscle. Your badass muscle is a flexing. And then treat yourself to some kind of celebratory whatever it is. Maybe Pinot Noir like Wendy and I. Maybe a fabulous, yes, a fabulous glass of wine that you've been saving. Right. And then also the most important is to think about what you would do differently in this case. Right. I think you always think, I think I did a great job of this in these areas, Mm -hmm. and here's the way I'd like to do it better next time. Right. In a way that's not beating yourself. No, it's being intentional about how you're going to even get better Mm -hmm. at it. I love it. Like for me, maybe not tearing up because I got a little stressed out and teared up a little bit. (laughs) In the meeting? Yeah. Did did your boss notice it? I don't know. I sucked it back in. You did. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. But I was so emotional because I was like you've been paying me unfairly for this long. You know, it's not the same as when you're negotiating a salary straight out of school or in an instance where you haven't been experiencing pay gap. So mine was a little more emotionally packed. Totally. Because you're feeling like you were intentionally... Yeah. And you were intentionally taken advantage of almost. Yeah. All right. To summarize our little survival guide, our five tips. Number one, don't negotiate with yourself. Number two... Know that you are expected to negotiate and you deserve to be paid fairly. Uh, Three, go into the negotiation with a clear set of asks. Four, ask someone to mock negotiate with you in practice. And five, give yourself credit for being brave enough to negotiate. So even if you're not in the middle of negotiating your pay or it's not something that 
is impacting you right this second. Right this second, exactly. Thank you, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) There are still things that you can do to help other women negotiate and just to help us close the pay gap sooner than is projected right now. Exactly. So we've got three ask of you, of this amazing audience and these listeners. They are just amazing. So the first is really to get out there and talk about your pay. And I know this sounds scary, but you can do it and you've gotten better and better at knowing your values. So get out there, talk to your friends about it, help them to understand if they're out of line, help. It helps you to understand if you're out of line, right? right? It's all in transparency and The only way that we're going to be able to help other underrepresented groups and other women find out if they're being underpaid is if we are willing to talk about our pay. Exactly. And you've been successful at doing this. Yeah. Just months ago. I know. After I um, had my situation and was able to successfully negotiate my pay, I checked in with my friends who are in finance in other sectors of the company and asked, what are you being paid? And when did you last get a raise? And I actually found out one of my good friends was being paid the same as I had been originally. And she was able to go in and negotiate her salary successfully. So it was awesome feeling. And um, just by being transparent about it, I had another woman that came up to me and wanted to gauge what her offer was to move into finance from accounting and make sure it was in line. And I was able to help her negotiate her rate, her salary also. And I so remember when you told me about this we were actually together and how you lit up like the bad experience you'd had really mattered Mm -hmm. you know you could you could take something from it and make some good in the world yep right we want everybody to feel that same kind of impact yes and then the second ask we have is definitely to encourage everyone out there for the women in your life that matter to you to let them know it's in especially okay to negotiate it is expected you we want you to be those people that that kind of give them that push they give them that little bit of confidence that you tell them you are valuable and hopefully get them to understand it's it's what they should be doing in these cases exactly celebrate their confidence instead of viewing it as aggressive or oh you know Celebrate how confident they are. Exactly. You deserve this. You can do it. And it's expected. Everybody else is doing it. Right. All right. right. And then the last ask is of hiring managers. And this is a little more specific, but I think it's really important for hiring managers not to ask potential employees about their previous salaries because without realizing it, you could be perpetuating a pay gap that was in place before they even came in for the interview. So that's really important. Exactly. In fact, it's so important that a lot of states are actually making it illegal to ask salary history for employers to do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, even if that's not your state, it's the right thing to do. So when you do try to figure out where you put someone, it's really based on having a range of pay for that position you're interviewing for, Mm -hmm. and then figuring out for that candidate, where do they fit in that range? It should be based on the experience, how quickly they're going to come up to speed, all these things that hopefully you were able to glean from the interview. Right. All right. So thank you for those that are going to jump out there and do this. (laughs) (laughs) Email us. Tell us how it goes. That would be even better. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Let's get into the segments. Study of the Sode. So in 2015, um, 
Salesforce, really great, well thought of company, right? One of right. the first one to get um, services in the cloud, right? Oh. Um, they, I used them for a, at least three of the companies. Uh, tracking of sales. Right. We use them at my oh, you company. Do. Yeah. Good. Um, they've really done a great job and it is yeah. well thought of. Mm-hmm. And um, Benioff is, is, has a great reputation too. Mm-hmm. And a reporter kept asking him over and over. Every time he'd see him at, he'd go and all, almost felt like he was stalking him at the different, his different appearances. <laughs> Do you have a pay gap at Salesforce? And it was a male reporter? It was a male reporter. Okay. And he would say, um, Benioff would say, the CEO, no, we treat everyone the same here at Salesforce. Mm-hmm. And so finally he got, he must have gotten tired of the guy asking the same question. Right. Because he would say, but do you know if you have a pay gap? Yeah. Have you done the, have you run the numbers? Yes. So he went back, ran the numbers, and he found out they had a $3 million pay gap across their company. Yikes. But he fixed it. He fixed it in three months. Oh my goodness. Which was a tremendous feat. And a way to show that he didn't want to have a pay gap. Right? Right. That he was committed to people being paid equitably. Right. Now, what I love about this story is not only that he did it so quickly, especially as being a director in a Fortune 100 company and seeing how long it would take me to fix people's pay mm-hmm. that came in usually from outside and or, or I inherited them mm-hmm. and and had to, to get them um, equal. Right. But what was interesting is that was 2015, and, and then two years later, they um, publicized that when they ran the numbers again, they had a new pay gap. Oh, no. So what it means is all of these, even gender equality and this kind of pay negotiation, yeah. you have to continuously look at it. Right. right. It's not a one and done fix. Nope, because you're always acquiring companies. You're always getting new people in. You're always getting people promoted. Right. And all, every single people process Okay, I want to hear about your news. Oh yeah, my news is a little do 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 do. Then you have to go positive gender equality news story. <laughs> positive gender equality news story. <laughs> that was good. Okay, this this is a super cutesy one. I love it. But I saw it on her turf. Do you know what her turf is? No. We should reach out to them about collaborating, but they are NBC Sports, like, female sports news. So they post, like, all things women's sports. Like, Love it. Yeah. Like, female coaches, cool highlight reels. Yeah, they're awesome. Going to follow that yeah. from now on. Oh, yeah. All right. So this is from MLB.com. You probably know Big League Chews Packaging, a giant muscle-bound man ready to crack some dingers and chomp on some bubblegum. But now, more than 40 years after the idea of the gum was dreamed up by two pitchers and a Portland Mavericks bullpen, there's a new character making its debut. Yes, a female ball player, and you should see. I'll show it to you after. It's so She's so cute on the cover. Look at her. 
Love it. Isn't she kind of looks like you? Oh, I like that too. Thank you. <laughs> it's there to represent millions of softball players like Jenny Finch, Japanese knuckleballers such as Ari Yoshida and Sonoma Stompers Kelsey Whitmore, Stacy Piagno, or you know, Little League hero Monet Davis. Do you know who Monet Davis is? No. Okay, she was in the uh, Little League World Series, I think either last summer or two summers ago. And she was the only girl. I remember this. Yes. I remember her. I just didn't remember her name. Yeah, she was awesome. All right, that was a spectacular news story, if I don't say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) Since it was yours. (laughs) Since it was mine. Um, it's been so fun recording with you. You're so much more just vivacious now that you're this engaged woman. Oh, okay. I just made that up. You've always been vivacious. (laughs) Well, I do feel like, um, you have helped me to see what each of us, what impact each of us can make on even just one person, right? And I just... I do so many talks that, and, and to audiences. Right. But I, this one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, I've mentored people in the past and do continuously, but I've never had anyone that hel- helped me to understand how important it is to be there and to mentor others as, as you've made me feel. So thank you. It. You've You're made me welcome. feel so valued. Well, you are valued. Thank you. And so are you listeners. <laughs> so, We want to wrap up the episode by asking listeners to email us your tips and tricks because I'm sure we missed some. You know, we summarized in five, but I'm sure there's more out there. Um, If you have questions about negotiation or even experiences with negotiation or maybe you've experienced a pay gap, we want to hear your stories and your feedback. So feel free to email us at undervaluedthepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website for a summarized version of our five tips and tricks. And remember, your value doesn't decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Undervalued. If you want to follow us in other ways, we're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Undervalued the Podcast. We'd love to hear from you via email. Email us your questions, stories, if you need advice, things like that. Our email is undervaluedthepodcast at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, which is undervaluedthepodcast.com. And if you like what you heard, please rate us so that others can find us and get as encouraged as you've been, hopefully, this episode. And if you really loved us, feel free to donate at our donation page, which is patreon.com slash undervaluedthepodcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah.